Silent night, holy night, mindful of mankind's plight. The Lord in heaven on high decreed from earthly woes we would be free. Jesus, God's promise for peace. Sounds like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The next few weeks we're going to get to know those five verses pretty well. And it's the beginning of the Gospel of John. It's often called, the first 18 verses are called the prologue, this grand beginning, prologue to John. If you've ever followed the Tour de France cycling race, the first day of the near month-long cycling race is called the prologue. It's a very short, not very many miles, time trial, sort of to a grand beginning, establish a leader on day one. And it's the the prologue, big deal, a grand brief beginning. And so John begins his gospel with this grand brief poetic beginning. And so we're going to camp out there for December and spend time picking into even single words in here because John wants to tell us a lot of stuff in here. And so as we prepare for Christmas, prepare for the birth of our Savior, we're going to slow down a little bit and do some more in-depth study on John 1. Well, briefly, who is John? He is a disciple of Jesus. He's on the inner circle. Often, you hear in the Gospels, well, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, just three of them instead of the 12 or the 72 or others. He's on the inner circle. He sees Jesus close up, and then he writes a book about him. And John is one of the four Gospels, that is, four books about Jesus and his life and ministry, And yet, John's is very different than the other three. Most of our gospel readings throughout the year are Matthew, Mark, Luke. We get to know those pretty well. John is very different. And especially in in how he begins. What are the first three words of John? In the beginning. Those are pretty lofty words, right? In the beginning. Well, does that remind you of something else in the Bible? This is John 1. What does it remind you of? Genesis 1, yeah, the creation story, and John wants you to think about it. And so a thing about John is that he often loads words with lots of meaning. So he's, he's not just claiming to know something about the beginning of time. He says in the beginning. He wants you to think about Genesis 1. Now, interesting, we, we studied Mark all summer, and Mark's gospel also begins with the same word, the beginning. But Mark says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ and starts with Jesus. Well, John then says, hey, you, you can say, no, 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 in the beginning. Why do you think about Genesis 1? Well, if we go back there, what does Genesis 1 say? In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This might be a little small for you to see. If not, that's okay. This is the first part of Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. And God said, let there be 
light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was evening, and there was morning the first day. That's Genesis 1. Now, listen to John 1 side by side of it. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word is with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that had been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Do you see and hear some of the same words being used in both? Let me make it a little easier for you to pick them out. There you go. Can you see a lot of the same words from the very first chapter of the Bible, Genesis 1 and John 1? Beginning, created, darkness, God said, God creates, light, darkness. We're going to talk about a lot of these in the next number of weeks. Except... John doesn't do the same thing as Genesis, right? Genesis, in the beginning, God created. What does John say? In the beginning was God, right? Genesis, it's God doing, God creating. John, it's God being, the doing of God, the being of God. And so John says, well, God is is here right now. In the beginning was the word. Let me tell you about him. God, God is here. So John starts with, in the beginning was God, but he doesn't say, you already kind of helped me, he doesn't say in the beginning was God, he says in the beginning was what? In the beginning was the Word. Remember I just told you a moment ago that John loads words with meaning. So we have to talk about the Word, Word. Now I know this uh, is, might be a little heady for you, uh, sorry about that, we'll do what we can. John is that. He, he masters using one-syllable words, very, using very simple words to talk about very deep things. And so one of the first words you might learn when you learn Greek vocab is the word for word, but yet it's one you almost never fully understand. So John says, in the beginning was the word, and the Greek word is logos. In the beginning was the logos. So let's talk about that for just a minute. Because there are two things he wants you to think about. Yes, logo, word, it means word. And the Hebrews know this from the Old Testament. Psalm 33 talks about, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. God spoke it into existence, just like Genesis 1. But Revelation, the end of the Bible, talks about this heavenly warrior who defeats the beast. And he says, he is dressed in a white robe dipped in blood. And his name is the word of God. Well, who might that be? Even though his name isn't quite said yet. Jesus' name isn't spoken until verse 17. So John is getting us ready for that. So yes, logos, word means word, but there's also something else. For almost 500 years before John, many Greek writers, philosophers had written about this thing. And this thing they called the logos. And the logos was a bit of a philosophical term. And they thought there was this grand thing that united the universe. They, they couldn't really say what it was, but they thought there was this, this principle, this thing that, that unites all things, and, and uh, they called it this rational, intelligent, life-giving, powerful thing that, that kind of holds the whole universe together, and it's in all things, and flows through all things, and kind of, do you know what that starts to sound like? 
What does it start to sound like? To me, it sounds like, it's hard to see up there. That's Yoda that turned out really dark. It sounds like the Force in Star Wars to me when I, when I start to think, well, okay, they're talking about the logos, and that's a quote not from the Bible, that's from Star Wars. An energy field created by all living things, surrounds us, penetrates us, binds the galaxy together. When you start to read about what the Greeks and people in John's day talked about the logos, it sounds pretty close to Star Wars talking about the Force. Well, what is John trying to tell you? I think he's trying to tell the people that are reading this, and some of them would be Greek philosophers, saying, that thing that you think holds the universe together, that thing you think that is behind everything, that thing that you think created all things, that hold things together, well, he actually is real. And he actually is God, and that God that you think is so mystical and beyond you and beyond your comprehension, that thing became flesh, became a human being, and dwelled among us because God is love. That God that you might say, well, we just can't understand. He just blows your mind because he's so big, so complex, so unattainable. Yes, that's all true, but guess what? That God has come near to you, and it looks like a human being named Jesus. That's why he says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made, and nothing, without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. So we'll talk about next week. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, these are big, bold, lofty statements, and he better be right about this. Because if you come out and say things like this, and you're not right, people will point it out to you. So remember, we studied Mark all summer, and one of the questions we asked was, that Mark kept asking you, was, who is Jesus? Who do you believe Jesus is? So Mark's always asking, remember, we had two questions, who is Jesus, and will you follow him? So over and over, Mark is showing you who Jesus is, not so much telling you, but showing you. So Jesus heals people, raises the dead, forgives sins, and they say, who can do that but God alone? And speaking authoritatively, Mark is always showing you who Jesus is by telling stories about him. John's very different. He just comes out, you know, guns blazing and says, Jesus is God. And so we learn a lot about Jesus just from these five short verses. And we're going to spend about three weeks on these five verses and today's the most heady, I will say that. Uh, next week's life, and after that's light. But what do we learn? I just want you to see just from those five verses, what, are, what do we already learn about Jesus, who is called the Word? We learn that he's eternal, with God from the beginning. He's with God. Not only with God, he is God. He is, through him, created, not or creator, not created, we'll say that in the Nicene Creed. That was very important. That came from John. Begotten, not made, being of one substance. That's creator, not created. And he gives you life. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. So right away, in five verses of the Gospel of John, that's what he wants you to know about Jesus. He is eternal, with God, is God. Through him all things created, and he, he offers you life. Now, I realize there's a common rebuttal that people like to say when you make assertions about Jesus like this, and it often goes this way. Well, Jesus was, was just a good guy, but he never claimed to be God. His stories, you know, got built up over time. He, he helped some people, and then 
over time, you know, disciples died off, and then other people came along and, and built his stories up, and they became legendary, and they got bigger and bigger, and then eventually the church voted him into being God. Have you heard that? Uh, you'll see stuff, you know, TV specials this time of year like to say stuff like that. Well, I want to show you something that speaks to that. This is, this is called P-52. It is the oldest known piece found of any New Testament book, any New Testament document. So there have been thousands of fragments to the early centuries of New Testament documents. This one's not very big, but it's very important. On front and back, it has parts of the Gospel of John, chapter 19. So this is, they get named, and this is named P52. It is the oldest piece of the New Testament found, and it's John. And it's John who, who right, comes out and says at the beginning of John, says, Jesus is God, God for you. From the beginning, God is, God created all things, God, God has come back to save you, God has come to defeat death for you, and the promise uh, to renew you in heaven forever, that, that's John, and, and here we are. The earliest known piece of the New Testament, P52, was found, this even gets more interesting, was found in Egypt and dated as early as 100. Some people want to date it as late as 150, but that's probably not true. So 135 or earlier A.D. So then that means, uh, oh yeah, and what's a weird thing about this? Where, is, where did I say it was found? Egypt. Where was Jesus' ministry? Was it in Egypt? No, Egypt's over here and it's way over there. So th there's a strange thing about this. This is found in Egypt and it dates to at the latest 135, probably earlier and how long does it take for a book to get copied enough times to get from Israel or wherever John was, maybe even Ephesus, to all the way over to Egypt? Probably at least 40 or 50 years, conservative estimate scholars say. So what does that mean? That means we likely have evidence that John is a book written really early during the lifetime of John the disciple who's giving eyewitness accounts of everything he purports to tell you. So if John makes stuff up, like, well, Jesus is God, and you know, he healed people and raised them. If he makes stuff up, there are people around to say, that didn't happen. Or that was only one generation ago. We know what's true and what's not. And what does John say? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So I know there's a, a lot to take in there. So let's break it down a little bit. You're wondering, okay, what do I take home with me? Or what's, what's practical to me? How, how do I apply this? What do I do with this? Well, this is in some ways just getting into John 1, but I'll give you uh, one thought to take home, and that is just saying the words, in the beginning was God or was the Word, those are very freeing words to say and to believe. When you say, in the beginning was God, do you know how freeing that is? In the beginning was the Word, it was with God, the Word was God. Those are freeing words. Why? Because in the beginning was God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which means in the beginning was not you. How many of us 
secretly wish we were the beginning and we could control all things, control all things from then till now and control everything about your life and everything about the lives around you so that everything happens just the way you want it to happen. And then you think you won't have to worry about anything and you won't be anxious and won't have any fears if you could just control everything. Not true. When we say, in the beginning was God, those are freeing words because you were not in the beginning, your loving God was, and you can stop worrying so much. You did not create the universe, you can stop trying to control your universe. You can stop and you can rest in God, your creator, and God, your savior, who is from the beginning. In the beginning was God, God who is love. Just two chapters later, it's John 3, John 3, 16, just two chapters later from this, Jesus is saying, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And when you and I continually don't believe that and turn away from God, Jesus, though word from the beginning, was already preparing to come and live perfectly for you, die and rise for you. He is your Savior from the beginning. He is your good shepherd from the beginning. He is your risen king. He is your God from the beginning come for you. So to all your, your worry this Advent, to all your anxiety and your fears about Advent, about Christmas, about many things, God from the beginning created all, controls all, forgives all, and he comes near to you. Amen.